Welcome to a special interview episode of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Tamanini. On today's episode, I had the opportunity to chat with playwright Julia Blauvelt and the artistic director for the new normal rep, Jack Canfora. Jack's company is currently wrapping up its first all-virtual season with Julia's gripping new play, Fire. In it, she explores a group of richly drawn characters through the lens of a potential accounting crisis at a New York City hedge fund. And while accounting practices and ethics might not sound like the stuff that makes for a thrilling character study, Julia uses the story's heightened stakes to reveal the varied personalities and perspectives of her characters as panic and chaos builds around them. Tickets to Fire are currently available at newnormalrep.org, and the show will be available to stream through October 20th, and I highly recommend that you take the opportunity to do so. I think the work coming out of New Normal Rep, and specifically from Julia, is really, really great, and I think you'll hear a lot about both in the years to come. We, of course, will have a link in the show notes and on broadwayradio.com to where you can get those tickets. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with Julia Blauvelt and Jack Canfora. Well, Julie and Jack, I am very excited to talk to you both about fire and uh, the new normal rep. For folks that don't know Julia, who haven't seen the the press releases or anything about the show yet, can you give us just that basic elevator pitch thumbnail sketch of what the show is about, so we can kind of build off of that conversation of what is a very uh, a deceptively uh, complex story that we dive into. Sure. I call it Enron meets the office. Uh, (laughs) If we're using pop culture touchstones, this is a uh, fast pace, the fastest pace you can possibly get it. Workplace chaos ensemble comedy. Um, And it has a dark undercurrent of what happens to the 1% when it trickles all the way down to the people who work for them that they will never see. So the people in the shadows making the incredibly wealthy uh, function in the world and what their lives are actually like. That was perfect. I, I think uh, that Enron meets the office is, is about as uh, perfect of a description as you could get. But like you said, uh, I mean, this does very much take place in that kind of dry analytical world of accounting. And a lot of the conversations in it is about money and ledgers and accounting practices. But what really interested me as I watched was that the story that you're telling in that world is very much a human personal story. And it just made me wonder, as a writer, how do you go about crafting and communicating who these characters are using primarily that world of accounting, knowing that most, if not the vast majority of your audience, myself included, doesn't have the first idea about any of these accounting related things. And yet you have to make them understand who these people are via the conversations of that world. Exactly. That's a great question, Matt. And believe me, the balance was very off kilter in the first couple of drafts because (laughs) I have experience as an accountant. I'm sort of fluent in that language. And it was way too technical the first two or three times around. And we were like, why is the energy in the room just sucking? Um, And it's because no one needs to hear the details of every single ledger or balance sheet. (laughs) You know, what you're describing is exactly the process I went through in writing this play, which is how do these abstract concepts become deployable actions? How do they become tools that these characters use in ways that 
anybody with or without accounting experience will understand. And so I think it was much more about refining who they were and what they wanted in this office so that the accounting became more of an obstacle to them, uh, something they were acting against rather than something that was their focus, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. It became less of the story became obviously more about the characters as it as it went on. But we got to see uh, the intricacies of the accounting and how they impacted their lives, which really fascinated me as somebody who doesn't understand money or numbers or spreadsheets or anything like that. <laughs> but um, this cast that you put together is incredibly dynamic and you can see so much of of the Zoom work that we've seen over the past year and a half um, really give folks opportunities to shine in ways that doesn't always happen on stage because for the most part, if they're on screen, you get to see a close-up of their face, which is really fascinating for me. And, I, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on how this cast took your words and were able to kind of um, live in these characters in ways that even on stage where you can kind of hide, they didn't really have the opportunity to do in a Zoom style online show. That's so exactly right. And that's one of the beautiful things I think about this new venture of theater that we're in right now in this online space that has remarkable qualities and beautiful attributes for writers, for actors. You know, I'd only seen a workshop of fire. It had never had any other life. Um, and it was, you know, sort of an informal thing. And that was the only context I had. So to see it premiere here with limited physicality, you know, close, intimate performances, because that's the nature of how these things are produced. I heard the script in a completely different, much more deliberate way. Hmm. And I, I talk with the director, Heather, frequently about how, like, I don't think I had actually heard the script um, wow. before I had seen this production that premiered uh, through New Normal. Just this being able to actually sit and listen to the words in, in a script that is meant to be chaotic and zany and breakneck speed and have all sorts of physical antics going on. And there are some uh, here, but but really limited or, or reframed, obviously, for the camera, like just to be able to have the opportunity to sit with the text. Absolutely. Um, it's a darker play than I think I realized. I think I, I get I like to get caught up in sort of the, the energy and the environment that these actors had to create in rooms by themselves, talking to cameras and not looking at each other, they they achieve this sort of surreal together but alone feeling that I think is really sort of eerie for the text. So yeah, I got a lot out of it as a writer. That's awesome. Well, and Jack, I feel like that might be the best um, uh, the best compliment for what you are trying to do at the New Normal Rep to hear a playwright say that your production. Uh, made her hear it for the first time I, i'm interested as you were putting together this first season and this is the the final show in this season what was it about fire that made you want this to not only be a part of the season but to be the thing that kind of caps off the the season as the final production well there's so much about the play to recommend it um i you know i i'd been lucky enough to see uh some of its earlier drafts and um, 
you know, you read a half a page of one of Julia's scripts and you know that it's, it's one of her scripts. Um, and uh, <laughs> which means in a good way, Julia, don't worry. And then um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just the characters are so alive, like you said, and there's so much going on. Um, it's the kind of play that, you know, you know as a, I'm a playwright too, and, and as, you can, as a playwright, you could look at and enjoy and admire other plays. And then there are plays where you think, gosh, I wish I'd written that. And um, this was one of them because, you know, as Julia says, it, it is darker than you think, but you never realize it until the end because it's so funny along the way. And I think it, it's a tackling something that's a, that's a huge problem um, uh, culturally. Uh, you know, I, and just to put people's uh, minds at ease who may not be drawn to a play about, uh, you know, a hedge fund uh, <laughs> or accounting office. Um, I know zero about economics. My last three accountants have retired and gone into monasteries. And I, um, <laughs> I cannot, I, I, I mean, I cannot emphasize how little I know about money, um, but it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, Hitchcock's MacGuffin, right? All you need to know is that the characters are invested in it and they are incredibly invested in it. Mm -hmm. um, why I chose it is just because it, it, it seems like a glib answer, but the quality, it's just such an extraordinarily, obviously good play. Um, there was a reading committee uh, that decided our season. And because I'm, you know, I'm a close friend of Julia's, I, I brought the play to the reading committee's attention and I didn't recuse myself, but I kept my mouth shut. And if no one had liked it, I would have not necessarily fought for it. I would have thought, okay, well, we'll find another time for it. But I didn't have any doubt that everyone would love it. And everyone immediately said, oh, we have to do this play. Um, so it, it captures the kind of play that I think uh, first of all, I personally like, which is the play where it's dealing with something very serious, but is incredibly entertaining and funny. Um, and so you don't have to go into it thinking you're going to be eating vegetables, you know, <laughs> the whole time. You're going to you're going to get plenty of fun and candy along the way. Um, and also, I, I think that the, the medium, which we're all sort of figuring out as we go along, one of the things that we had discussed previously and we've discovered is that it privileges text in a way that a lot of other mediums don't. And Julia's language is, is uh, so rapid fire and so, uh, so good. Her gift for dialogue is so wonderful that you really want it uh, to shine. And I think this is a medium that, that lets it do just that. So um, those are just some of the reasons uh, I thought Julia's play would be a, a perfect way to cap off our first season. Yeah. And as as you have gone through this first season, obviously, we've seen this influx of virtual performances uh, throughout the past year and a half during the pandemic. But as you start to see, you know, brick and mortar theaters start to open and 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 you continue to move forward with this this virtual story, excuse me, virtual storytelling. Um, what have you learned from this first season about what this platform has the opportunity to do for theater moving forward, even when it isn't necessarily a health and public safety requirement that you do it this way? Well, I, I don't think it's going away. I, I think a big mistake um, was in our initial sort of 
for lack of a better term, elevator pitch was that we're going to bring theater to you. And that's actually not quite true because what we're doing isn't really theater. It's theatrical, but it's, it's a different medium. It's, not, it's certainly not television or movies, but it's not quite theater either. It's its own thing, which has its own drawbacks, but also its own um, advantages. I think there's an intimacy to it. Um, that the other mediums, even theater, don't necessarily have because the actors are looking right at you and there's so little physical distance between you and the actor, um, unless you're watching it on TV. But um, it's so it it demands, first of all, it demands a lot technically of the actors and I think, and um, the designers and the director, um, which I can't really speak to meaningfully, but it, it is a, a different skill set. But it's a medium that really, uh, gives uh, center stage to the language and the actual storytelling itself. And as no one is more excited about returning to the brick and mortar theaters uh, than I am. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm a theater guy and that's what I basically imagine myself continuing to be. I, I you know, I, I'd love for it to get back to normalcy, uh, quote unquote, uh, as soon as possible. And, and thank gosh it is. Having said that, I don't think it's going away. And I think one of the advantages this offers is that it's a lot more affordable and it allows you to watch it when you want. And it allows literally the whole world to watch it. You don't have to live in New York or Chicago or London um, to see quality drama. What we have chosen are all plays, but they are not it is not ultimately theater, but it is something very akin to it. And I think if you, I think if you go in saying, well, I'm going to go see a play, then you're going to be thrown. Uh, if you think of it as I'm going to go see, uh, or, or rather if you go into a thing, I'm going to see a theatrical production. I think you're going to be thrown a bit, but if you go into it saying, I'm going to see a play, but presented in a slightly different way, I think you're going to really go along for the ride. And also I would say that, again, I, I get zero credit for this, but I think as the plays have moved along, and we've had four different directors, but we've had the same technical director, um, I, I think that we've gotten more uh, sophisticated and complex and entertaining in a way that we've... Uh, visually presented. Uh, Heather Arnson, who directed this play, I... I just think she did a wonderful job of making it visually engaging rather than, you know, what it was back at, you know, what not men and R, but like when the thing first started in 2020 and by the thing, I mean the pandemic, you know, they were just readings. They were just people sitting in the living room reading. Um, and that's not what this is. This is a full production of something that is not quite a theatrical experience, but it's a dramatic experience. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Julia, like he said, this is a full theatrical presentation. Uh, and we are now we're recording on Friday. So the day after it premiered online, and I asked you this before we started actually recording, but what does that feel like a show that you've worked on for a while? You said you are now seeing it in a much different light than you ever had before. What was it like? And I, the way I said it before was like, to have it be birthed out into the world now. Yeah, at the risk of sounding melodramatic or self-congratulatory, this is my premiere as a writer. And that feeling, I get the sense, just comes around once. Um, and this was that for me. And the feeling that this thing that you've worked so hard on and you've lived with for such a long time 
is now widely available um, is really satisfying on this deep level. Um, yes, we talked about it being a birth. Absolutely. I, I imagine that's what birth feels like. Uh, just like um, a part of you that doesn't, you know, you're not growing anymore. It can breathe on its own and it, well, you know, walk and talk when it gets a little bit older, but this play uh, does that. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> I'm really losing my baby analogy, as you can see. No, here, no, but no, it's but fine. Yeah, yeah. Point. Yeah, we're following. We're following. Okay. Good, again, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just feels. I'm so proud, um, and also the the fact that it's not in a vacuum anymore. It feels like this was the first time we really brought a team in to do this play, and it became just not my thing, but many people's thing. And that was so cool too to feel like everybody owned fire in their own way, from the performances to the musician to the technical director to the costumer to the director. Everybody had their own entryway into the play and and experiencing us sharing that um was really stunning and so cool hey julia can i ask you a question first um because the reviews that have come out have been sparkling um and you said this is your first play out there and obviously you wouldn't have you know gone to nyu and written all the stuff and submitted the play if you didn't suspect that it was good but is the sort of thus far universal love for it, um, does it, how, how does that affect you as a writer going forward in, in terms of uh, trusting in yourself? Oh, see why he's my mentor, Matt. This is the kind of, <laughs> <laughs> I've been good. getting these questions seven, eight years now. Amazing. And yes, the feedback is like, okay, I'm, I'm not misguided in thinking that the things that I think are funny and cool are interesting are also things that other people think are funny and cool and interesting. And that makes me feel in conversation with the community of people who watch this in a way that I never have been before. And yes, I've gotten a little taste of the fame and the spotlight and gosh, darn it. I want more. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I completely agree with all of those folks who have given sparkling reviews for the show. It, it, it felt um, very much like something that um, you would want to go and see whether it was on stage or online or whatever. And it was something that would spark a lot of conversation if you were watching it with other folks. So I hope that people are not only watching it, but sharing it with other people so that they can talk about it as well. Because I think that the, the characters are so incredibly rich and interesting and nuanced that there's a lot of uh, meat on the bones to discuss uh, after seeing it. So I'm, I'm really hopeful that people are um, either watching together or friends are both uh, watching so that they can discuss it moving forward, um, which is a great time, Jack. Um, if you want to yeah. let people know how to find new normal rep, how to find fire, what is the best way um, so that they can see this show that, as I think you and I agree, is the beginning of a really bright and successful playwriting career for Julia? Oh, uh, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I yeah, and, and I think you just used your phrase earlier, meat on the bone. I think this play has it. And that's what I, uh, I think, and I hope all four of our play, our full productions had as uh, so we really want to get, and, and they're all very, very different plays. Um, but 
that's really ultimately the, the sort of litmus test to mix my metaphors instead of as, as you know, it's something to say in, in, a, in an interesting, entertaining way. Um, and so what we hope to do uh, and continue, first of all, if you, I, I really urge you to go to see this play. Um, you know, we're newbies, so it's hard to sort of poke our head above um, you know, the, uh, the crowd, uh, I know there was a, you know, there are a lot of established theater companies doing this too. And, and that's, and, and that's wonderful. Uh, but we are, uh, specifically designed for this. And so, but as a consequence, we haven't gotten maybe the publicity that other theater companies have. So we've relied largely on word of mouth and it's been positive word of mouth. And I think this plays word of mouth will be Extraordinary. Um, so how do you do it? You go to www.newnormalrep.org. Um, and uh, there's a wonderful website that will direct you in um, how to purchase tickets uh, uh, for fire. Um, and it also explains a lot of our other, um, our company's mission and, and what our company is about. We also do a fair amount of readings. And again, even our readings, I hope, aren't people just simply standing in front of music stands, um, you know, uh, reading off scripts. There's, I mean, there's a, there's a production element to it. It's not as um, sophisticated as say the four full productions we did this year. Uh, I would uh, urge, no, I would beg you to follow us on Twitter, uh, which is at, at normal rep. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and we have a Facebook group too. Um, because, you know, a lot of us are middle-aged and, um, not Julia, but, um, so, uh, and an Instagram too, I believe at new, at new normal. Um, so please look it up and, and please, uh, check it out. I wouldn't, you know, we worked very hard and that, that sounds like a third grade teacher talk, talking to the parents before the kids start the show. But I mean, I, I think that we're very proud of, with what we've come up with. I think all four plays have done very well are, are things that we're proud of having put out there. And I, I think you're going to, this is actually a play that I think you're going to want to see more than once because it's so layered yeah. it's so quick and the performances are so stunning. And what Julia has to say is uh, terrific. And it's my favorite kind of thing, uh, play or any work of art, because the artist has something to say, but she's not bludgeoning you with it. She's entertaining you with it. And she's, you walk away realizing, oh, this actually is saying something quite significant about um, our culture and the effect of the 1% on the 99%. Um, but that's never, it's, there are no big speeches about it. There's no, you know, it's not ham-handed in any way. It's, it's handled with such grace. And um, above all, Julia's gift for dialogue is, I mean, I think she's as, as good a writer of dialogue as any writer I know of uh, right now in American theater. And, and, I'm, and I'm quite serious about it. Thank you. Wow. Well, that's that's quite the uh, the the recommendation there. So, Julia, why don't we we end it on this? Uh, Jack said that you had something to say, and without spoiling the twists and turns of the show itself, um, what can you say about what it is that you are trying to say with fire? I am trying to say that 
our relationships to money is one of the most important relationships in our lives. And if you're interested in the different ways that those relationships evolve or deteriorate or form romances or argue with each other, then you will like this play. It's so much more brilliant than I could have ever summed it up. So (laughs) it makes sense that you wrote it and are much better with words than I am, like Jack said. Um, Thank you both for taking the time to talk about this. I was really engrossed by the whole production um, as I watched it. And not only am I excited for more stuff from uh, New Normal Rep, but very much excited to see what's next for you, Julia. Um, And congratulations to you both on both the show and Jack the entire season. Well, thank you so much, Matt. It was just a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much, Matt. It was truly a pleasure. 